Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Welcome every single person watching online, wherever you are, from wherever you're watching this, absolutely honoured to be speaking into your life right now. Obviously, our church is under construction. And I want to actually preach a message to you today about a thought under construction, a life under construction. You know, I was walking through our church recently and some builders had come along and they had literally taken some of this blue construction tape and they had put these X markers on the walls and they were all over the place as I was looking around our church and just a couple of weeks ago, they began to tear things down. And what they had to determine before they rebuilt was they had to determine what had to go. And I wanna say to you today, I think you should repeat this with me, this phrase, because the truth of the matter is that when God wants to build something in your life, when God wants to redesign some things in your life, you gotta understand that God is a builder. God is an architect. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible actually refers to Him as the architect and the builder, literally of heaven, He's the architect. builder of the solar system. He's the architect and builder of the earth. He's also the architect and builder of you and he knows every little detail about your life. He knows it all. And he has this grand design. I was recently, our team was looking at architect plans and they're detailed and they're specific and they are trained in where to put what. How to do it. They are amazing at what they do. You gotta backtrack and think for a moment. As amazing as those people are, what they do, God is far more amazing. And so He sees the big picture of your life. He sees where it starts. He knows when it's gonna end. He knows the intricate details of your life. But He actually sees you from an eternal perspective. He actually has things for you on earth but He has things for you in heaven. He is an architect. He is a designer. He is a builder. Jesus Himself, when He lived His earthly life 2,000 years ago, from the age of about 13 to 30, He would have been a carpenter. He was building things. He wants to build you, but often He's got to determine what needs to get torn down. See, you've got to say with me, that's got to go. See, for God to design, for God to build, for God to really take your life and say, man, I'm trying to take them to a whole nother level. They've got to determine what's got to go. Sometimes it's old attitudes. Sometimes it's old traditions. Sometimes it's old way of thinking. Sometimes it's old lifestyles. And they literally have to be torn down. But the good news about God is whatever He tears down, understand this, He has a good motive for it. I heard this many years ago from a preacher. He says, God is good and what He does is good. God is good and what He does is good. 
hundreds of times in the Scripture, it'll say that God is good and what He does, the essence and the summary of that truth is God is good and what He does is good. So what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do in your mind and heart, what God wants to do in your marriage and family, what God wants to do through your life, what God wants to do in your business, what God wants to do in our church, what God wants to do in New Jersey, what God wants to do in America, what God wants to do in the world, it is good. But He needs some people who actually say, God, if I've been building walls that stop the life flow of heaven flowing into my life, I'm willing to pull them down. See, we've got to be willing to say the old has got to go. I came to faith in Christ as a young, young boy, five years old. I remember the moment I saw a picture of Jesus on the cross and there was this unusual faith moment where I just knew it was super important and I believed. Do you know that righteousness, the gift of heaven, the gift of righteousness comes by the simplicity of believing? The Bible calls it faith as a child. Literally saying, Daddy, I believe. In that moment, I believed. Seven years old, I had a powerful encounter with God. But then life goes on but right after high school, at 17 and a half, almost 18 years old, I was still going to church. I just had built some walls. I was still going to church, but the room had got dusty. I, the relationship had got stale. And in that moment, I walked forward and this man prayed for me. And in that moment, the presence of God came. And in that moment, something changed. And from that moment on to this day, 26 years later, do you know that my life has been under construction from the architect, from the builder of all of creation? My life has been under construction. And I guarantee there's still more walls. There's still more dusty areas that perhaps were good months ago, years ago, that sometimes need a refresher. There's things that God still wants to do in me as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a pastor, as a, as a leader, but more importantly, as a son of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, God has grand designs for my life. God has grand designs for your life. Every woman, every man watching, God has grand designs. And I just want to remind you again today that because He's good, His plan, His design. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. It says, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God has plans. God's an architect and He's designing. But we've got to be willing to say that, that has got to go. There's a moment in the life of Jesus in his early ministry where he bumps into Andrew and Andrew starts to follow Jesus. And Andrew does something that I want to point out for a second. Andrew goes and gets his brother Simon. He goes to get him, he invites him, he says, listen, I found the Messiah, found the one I think we're looking for. He wasn't probably even 100% sure yet, but he invited him and I want to encourage you, don't ever underestimate estimate your invitation to invite someone who could find out their God-given purpose, to meet the architect, 
to meet the great designer, God Himself. And Andrew invites Simon. And when Simon walks up to Jesus, there's this incredible moment, John 1, 42. The Bible says this, and He brought him to Jesus. This is Andrew. He literally brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus looked at him, He said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated stone. I want to focus on one word for a second. Looked. When Jesus looked at him, there was this piercing moment. There was this x-ray vision. If you've ever seen Superman, he could look through things. Jesus is literally looking at Simon and he's looking through him. Sees his soul and he sees his personality, sees his giftings. He sees some bold things about him, some courageous things about him. Some, man, I'll step out of the boat kind of stuff. But he also sees something else. He sees a man who is blown by the crowd, by the culture. He's, He's blown by... Everyone else's opinion, his, his character matches his name, Simon. It means read, one who is easily swayed. And what's interesting is Jesus looks at him and says, you shall be called Cephas, which means rock. In that simple, simple moment, he literally says, that part of you, it's got to go. That, that thing that pleases everyone, that part of you that has no conviction, that part of you that thinks life is just a bunch of grey areas, that maybe philosophy doesn't matter, religion doesn't matter, morality doesn't matter, that part of you that goes wherever the crowd goes, He says, that part of you, that part of you, if you're going to follow me, that part of you has got to go. And He's prophesying in that moment, that part of you is going and I am speaking a different future. He's literally got this architect picture, design of what He wants for Peter and He tears down some stuff and then He begins to speak what He's going to be. He's going to be a rock. You know, in building terminology, they'll use this terminology and they'll say, that is a weight-bearing wall. Other walls are not weight-bearing. And what Jesus basically did was He looked at Simon Peter's life and He said, there's parts of you, they're weight bearing, they're good and that's got to stay. But there's another side of you that has to be torn down because it's not a weight bearing wall. It's man-made. It will not stand under the test of time when fire comes and trouble comes. You'll be unreliable. See, I want to say to some people who are watching today, you might be like that. You are the kind of person that you were not a weight-bearing wall. You were the kind of person you go with everyone else, the culture, the crowd, whatever everyone else says, but you weren't a rock. I wanna prophesy and speak into some people today, some hope, some encouragement, a different design that God has for you. See, you were not weight-bearing, but I wanna say to you today, you shall be a weight-bearer. I wanna say to some people today, you will be a rock for your family. I want to say to some people today, you'll be a rock for some men, for some women who so need some stability, some strong character. I want to say over some people today, maybe you've been unreliable for years, but let that part of you, let it die. It's got to go. Because stability, strength, character, it has to be part of who you are. See, God has called you to be a rock in the kingdom of God. 
Many years ago, I was 18, 19, and I'd come to follow Christ. And someone had encouraged me to go to a group, what maybe in our church would be determined to be, or what we would call today, a freedom group. I went to a lady and we began to talk and pray. And she said, why don't you tell me some things that you feel like just are on your heart? And I began to tell her some things. And I look back now, And I realised what was really happening in that moment is I was tearing down some walls. I was tearing down some things that had to go. I was tearing down some lies that perhaps had been built in my life. I was tearing down some false images perhaps that I had of myself. And I was tearing them down. And I wasn't tearing them down because God wanted me to make me feel bad and feel guilty and shameful. No, He was tearing them down because He wanted to design something new. And before he built something new, he had to identify sometimes what was bad. See, the truth is, forgiveness is instantaneous. But freedom is a process and a path. And you walk it out bit by bit by bit. Can God, can He still construct you? Maybe you've been a Christian a long time and you're like, Anthony, I've been a Christian a long time. I've been mature a long time. And the truth is though, you used to sacrifice. Truth is you used to serve. The truth is you used to do a lot of things and you've fallen away from that. Do you know the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter three, he says, forgetting those things which are behind, he says, and I I press towards that which is ahead. I press on toward the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says something interesting. He says, those who are mature, should have such a view of this. I want people to come to Christ in our church. I want people to receive Jesus, but I want people who've been Christians a long time to reach their God-given potential because I wanna say to you today, there's more in you that needs to flow out of you, but the old has got to go. Sometimes you look at what you used to sacrifice. You used to go to prayer meetings. You used to do those things and you almost got tired and burnt out from it. But I just want to encourage you today, step in again. Let God use your life to build something fresh again. God is not done with you, but something else has got to go. Don't allow complacency to set in. Don't allow those old thinkings and religious philosophies to just say, oh, I'm good with all that stuff. Press in again. God has more for you again. When Jesus calls Simon, Peter, let me ask you a question. Did it go perfectly from there on out? Once he prophesied his future, did did Peter perform it perfectly from there on out? No. There was a moment where Peter, he betrays Jesus. He literally stepped into being Simon again. He freaked out under fear. He he went with the crowd. Now, let's give Peter some slack. To be honest, if you understand Afghanistan right now, he was in one of those moments that his life, if he said he was a Christian, literally could be murdered and tortured. And so I do want to say, let's be praying for Christians who are in Afghanistan right now. Let's be praying for people all around the world who do not have the freedoms that you and I many times take for granted. But Simon Peter had that moment. He was like, man, I'll die for you, Lord. But then the same night he betrays him. But then Jesus 
does something so beautiful. He starts to restore him. Once he's resurrected, he, he literally meets with Simon and has breakfast with him. And he asks him a question. He says, do you love me? And Simon says, you know, I love you, Lord. And there's this discussion for a couple of times. He asked him three times, do you love me? And he gets Simon, who really is Peter, to literally declare, I do love you. I do love you. I do love you. You know, the truth is, he restores him in that moment. But do you know that many times, as you can tell, this building is under construction, but many times when we fail and when we fall and when we have a Simon moment, when Simon almost gets resurrected in ourselves, we become discouraged. But I wanna tell you today, you didn't come to Jesus because you had perfect character. You came to Jesus because you needed a Saviour. And so let God continue to build you. Let God continue to speak to you. Let God continue to work in your life. Let God continue to identify walls in your life that have got to go so He can do something fresh in your life. He is the great architect. He is the great builder. And His plan is good. So I want to encourage you today. Step into that plan. Step into that purpose. I want to pray together today. Wherever you are watching this, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want us to believe that this moment can be an incredibly powerful moment. So all across this place, wherever you are watching this, close your eyes with me. Father, I thank You for every person. I thank You for every man, woman, young person, teenager. God, whatever stage, whatever age, in the Name of Jesus, as they're watching this, I pray for their family today. I pray you'd strengthen families. I pray you'd fill men with heart, hearts of courage. I, f I pray that you would fill women with, with faith and tenacity. I pray that you would fill young people with a fresh fire for you. Lord, I pray you'd identify by your Spirit what walls need to come down, where you need to flow afresh and anew in their life. God, our lives are under construction. May we keep them under construction so you may build what you must build, what you desire to build in Jesus' Name. Well, eyes are closed in an attitude of prayer right now. Maybe right now you're watching for the first time or the 10th time or the 50th time. And maybe you've never said yes to the great architect and builder. See, it's not enough to believe in God. The Bible actually says demons believe in God. The truth of the matter is, it's simple. God loves you, but sin separates you and me from God. But Jesus, He is the bridge. He's already paid the price. You know, on Instagram, sometimes I, I follow Dave Ramsey and They'll often post a picture of someone who just paid off $37,000 debt or $45,000 debt. And they're like, man, I'm debt free. It's good news, debt free. Do you know that every mistake you've ever done, every mistake I've ever done, we can declare because of Jesus, I am debt free. He's paid the debt. He's paid the price. He built the bridge that no one else could build. And you and I, by faith, get to walk on that bridge. He loves, 
you individually, despite what you've done or haven't done, how moral you've been, that's not the point. He loves because He's good. He loves because He is love. So in this moment right now, if you've never received Him into your life, into your heart, man, He wants to reconstruct some things. And it starts not with you being better. It starts with you saying, Jesus, would you change my heart? So we're gonna pray a simple prayer. And that prayer can be a heart-changing, life-changing, eternity-changing decision for you and for everyone watching right now. Come on, let's pray this prayer. Say, Father, I thank You. You love me enough to send Your Son to die for me. Thank You for building the bridge I could never build. By faith, I step onto the bridge of Christ Jesus. I ask You, be the architect, be the builder of my life. I surrender to You. From this day on, may You build what You want to build. In Jesus' Name. And everyone said together, Amen and Amen. God bless you exceedingly and abundantly, church. Love being with you for these moments.